All right, welcome back to week three of our Connection Group series, which is all built around us understanding God, God's work with God's people, all from a Wesleyan lens. Now, we've spent the past two weeks looking at things like our scripture and our history and our tradition. And all of that was important because it's giving us the foundation that we're going to need to start talking about what we're going to talk about for the next two weeks, which is a part one, part two series on theology. So theology is our ability to have a philosophical understanding of the way in which God is interacting with the world, the way God is interacting with us, and for us to make informed declarative statements about knowing who God is and what that means for us today. Now, theology sounds like it's this really impressive, important word, but what I want you to know as you go meet with your groups is that theology actually is any sort of discussion that you've ever had about God or scripture or Jesus or anything related to the church. All of these things are, in fact, theology. So in so many ways, you guys are all a bunch of theologians, and you're already having these theological discussions in your groups. If you've ever talked about God at a bar, you are having some sort of theological discussion with the person that you're sharing a drink with. Theology should not feel like a scary word. It should actually feel like a word that we should embrace because we are doing theology. We are discussing and studying theology at all times in our pursuit of a more Christ-like life. So as we dive into uh, theology, we're going to look at how we have so many beliefs about different things within theological contracts within the church, things like God, things like Jesus, things like the Holy Spirit, the role of the church, um, life after death, our salvation. All of these things are all things that we can discuss from a theological lens. And they're things that you guys probably have opinions on. And what I'm excited for is as you guys discuss it, you're going to probably find that you have little nuanced differences in the way that you understand God or the you understand Jesus or you understand the Holy Spirit. The beauty of this is in the Wesleyan tradition of our faith, we embrace how there is differences in our understanding. We embrace that there is a bit of a spectrum of theological belief that you can be on. We believe that God, that Jesus Christ is God's son. We believe that Jesus Christ uh, died and rose from the grave. Now, that's a pretty baseline thing that we can all believe in, and yet we can all believe various things while still coming back to that core tenet of faith. So what I want you guys to have the opportunity to do is really kind of take a moment to discuss your theological understanding of these various things. What are What is God? Who is God? Who is Jesus Christ? Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the role of the church? What is the role of salvation? Uh, what does it mean for, what does it mean when you die? What does it look like when you have life after death? What does heaven look like? All of these kinds of things. All of these are theological positions that you can have. And my hope is that you're going to actually see that there are differences within your group, and that's a good thing. So I, I hope you get to enjoy kind of that, that first half. The second half, what we're going to do is we're going to see how there's a bit of a disconnect between um, a Wesleyan understanding and a Calvinistic understanding. Now, these are two very prominent, uh, prominent belief structures within the Protestant faith. So you have the Catholic faith, you have the Protestant faith. Those two basically make up everything, uh, most everything uh, associated with the Christian church. And so uh, as you look at everything kind of associated with the Christian church, you look at those two kind of lenses um, within the Protestant faith of Wesleyanism and Calvinism, and you see that there's a relatively big split when it comes to our theological understanding of God. Um, that, that big split really comes in the idea of the difference between the power and sovereignty of God and the grace slash love of God. Um, and it's not that one camp believes it and the other camp does it. It's that both camps believe in those things, but they, they value and prioritize them differently. And so in the Wesleyan tradition, we value God's grace and God's love 
And we allow that to be our baseline understanding of God and that the God's power and sovereignty sovereignty actually sits within that and is informed by understanding God's grace and God's love. And so in that way, um, in that way, we get the opportunity to dive into today the uh, this theological a- acronym of sorts called TULIP. TULIP is a way for you to understand the uh, 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 some core tenets of Calvinistic beliefs. And in fact, what you see is that in the Wesleyan tradition, um, though we have disputed those core tenets of TULIP because we understand God's love and God's grace uh, doesn't necessarily line up with some of those teachings. And we're, so we're going to dive into those a little bit today. That may be a little bit, um, it may be a little bit of a deeper, bigger discussion that you get to make, get to have. Know that we tried to approach it with as much of a baseline, um, uh, uh, much of a baseline generalized way of describing it. And so if you have somebody who maybe grew up with a Calvinistic perspective, they may disagree with some of that in that video. They may say that's just a little bit too general and that's okay. We were going for general and as opposed to, you know, providing a some sort of, uh, um, you know, professor style lecture on the finer nuances of those tulip points. Um, and so uh, I hope you get to enjoy that kind of, uh, that kind of conversation altogether. Our two serve our two scriptures for today, our two scriptures are going to be first from second Peter one 16 through 21. And this is an important, uh, passage, second Peter one 16 through 21. This is an opportunity for us to recognize that there are stories that we have been told about who Jesus Christ is and understanding what that prophecy means for us today and how Jesus is this light shining in a dark place. So it's kind of like a, just a general baseline of understanding of theology of God in general. And then the next one that we're going to have is that we're going to have, uh, a, an opportunity to dive into John three. Now, this is a past. Uh, this is a passage of 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 where Jesus is getting to interact with Nicodemus. That's John three ten through twenty one. John three ten through twenty one. Um, this is where we get the opportunity to see Jesus's first of three interactions with a guy by the name of Nicodemus. And when we read this, we get the opportunity to understand kind of what a holy life looks like. Getting to understand how our lives are very much reflective in the lives of people who engage with Jesus, and how our lives might line up with somebody like Nicodemus. And then we get the opportunity to kind of discuss how it is that we can engage with the way in which Jesus talks about things in very black and white terms and how we understand those black and white terms in a world that we live in today.